let's go. <laughs> I'm milling about the Bacon Brothers. Hi, Kevin and Michael. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having us. I feel like we're celebrating an anniversary together. Do you know why? <laughs> Boys and bars? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have you heard about our new addition to our set? No. Oh, you coming to the show tonight? Yes. I wonder if we should make it a surprise, yeah, but then we have nothing to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> we actually have worked Boys and Bars into the set, both the song and the video. Get out. So you'll be seeing yourself live and in color. Oh, no. Tonight, if it works. That's so fun. That's, yeah. I can't yeah, believe it was 20 years ago. I think we still look pretty good, right? Considering. Yeah, uh, yeah I look exactly the same. Actually. Me too. <laughs> you do too? That was a lot of fun that day. I'll never forget it. It was really, really special. And here you are with a new album, 36 Cents. And I was like listening and I heard the first song, Hookers and Blow, and I'm like, I'm there. (laughs) Good. (laughs) It's like, this is a great opening song. Thanks. Thanks. It was a, um, I was surprised that, uh, you know, you record the songs and then comes the how do you order them, you know, in the, in the CD? And, and it was Michael's idea to lead with it. I was a little surprised, but, you know, why not? I mean, it's... Yeah, I figured, you know, put the most outrageous song first and just see how that goes. And, of course, nothing happened, so... Now, dare I ask you what inspired that song? Uh, As he sniffs his nose. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sniffing away. Um, you know, I... I guess... A couple of things. I mean, I was I was sort of thought, you know, with the kind of straight ahead sort of lives that both of us live, you know, um, been married for a long time and really kind of whatever, you know, pretty normal sort of lives. Somebody says, well, how was your weekend? And my joke is, oh, you know, just the usual hookers and blow. And then I thought, well, okay, that's sort of a funny title for a song. And we have had kind of humorous songs before that we've done um, we did a song called Too Much Information and uh, Too Old for Playboy and uh, Michael has a song called Almost Got Rich you know they're, they're songs that are sort of tongue in cheek so I, I set out to write Hookers and Blow tongue in cheek but then it just kept making a left turn and just sort of staying in this dark sort of place that's interesting yeah and so I thought to myself well once in a while you write a song um where you take yourself, really take yourself out of it as much as possible and try to walk in the shoes of, of someone else. So I was kind of trying to walk in the shoes of this guy who is messed up. You know, he's, he's had a lot of um, success. He says he was the king of the universe. And now what he really just wants to do is just kind of die slowly in this hotel room with hookers and blow and doesn't want any love in his life but is completely unapologetic about it. So it's not like a song, it's not a song where you're saying, um, oh, geez, she broke my heart, and I'm drinking hard, and I'm so sad. You're saying, this is who I am, and screw you if you don't like it. Wow, that takes on a whole new meaning, (laughs) in more ways than one. Hookers and blow Hookers and blow Friends and lovers will come Friends and lovers will go Heaven above me And I swear I don't care what's below Don't want no one to love me Cause I got hookers and blow 
Now, Michael, um, you had once said that you tried to write songs for some of Kevin's movies, and I was always curious, which ones were you trying to... Let's see, the first one was called Rhode Island Demon Murders. That was a movie that you did? It was a horrible television movie. Maybe one of the worst television movies ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Movie of the Week. Okay. Back when they were... Kevin wrote a song called Beneath Perfection, which was for Tremors, right? Yeah. Um, the original title of Tremors was Beneath Perfection. Okay. And, and it didn't get in? No. So. No, they didn't want it? What happened there? They haven't wanted any of them. <laughs> you, you just, th- this is a long list. You got one in a film that I scored uh, called The Red Betsy. And then what about the um, You Decide You Stay Too Long? Did that ever get in a, in a The Red Betsy. I mean, did it ever get in your film? Uh, it was in, I think it was, yeah. I think it was over the titles, but it wasn't really in the, in the film. Um, we wrote She's, she's Having a Baby. Yeah. But, you know, baby. <laughs> the, 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 somebody else was obviously simultaneously writing She's Having a Baby. I'm trying to think who wrote it. I met the guy the other day. Right. Somebody else wrote um, She's Having a Baby. Um, you know, there were a few, but yeah, keep keep trying. Well, actually, the one that was really, is really instrumental was a film called, uh, the one about the disc jockey. Oh, yeah, Telling Lies in America. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Kevin, ha- Kevin wrote a song for it, and... The second he said he was going to write a song, everybody panicked because they knew they would hate the song. Because Kevin's <laughs> going to write a song, and yeah, well, he can't write a song. Everybody's going to be sweating, and Omar, our star is going to write a song. We're going to hate it, and how are we going to do it? And he wrote this really amazing song called Medium Rare. Medium Rare. And they told him that was the title. It's the worst title ever for a song. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make the title. Yeah, he had to write a song called Medium Rare. And it had to be, it was about a kid, this band in the 50s, or maybe late 50s, that was being exploited by a disc jockey so he was taking over the song getting publishing and all the rights and stuff and it was it hit so it couldn't be a really good song right yeah it had to be just cool enough where you could believe that it might with payola it might catch on with payola and he <laughs> kevin absolutely nailed it i mean it is it went right down the pipe it was a big part of the movie would have totally died without that song uh the movie did die by the way <laughs> It, it would have been worse if it, it would have been worse, okay. Now, I know what's really special about tonight is you have uh, a kid who won a guitar. Talk about that. Well, what's yeah, he didn't... Uh, it's, not, it's not that he won a guitar. It's that he is a guitar player from a school in Washington Heights, and a lot of the schools and kids throughout the, the, the five boroughs don't have access to instruments. I know, and, it's unbelievable yeah, that that happens. They don't get instruments, they don't get lessons, you know, and... Yeah. Music, as you know, is like a really peaceful, healing, brain-making, you know, pleasure. And when we went to school, we went to public school in Philadelphia, we got instruments. And so this is a WQXR instrument drive that they did last year that we were just trying to bring some attention to. And Danilo is is a kid that's in this band that we actually went uh, and, and jammed with today on Oye Como Va. Really? Yeah. What's his name? Danilo. What's the name of his band? Well, the band that he played the school band that he plays with is called Wheels ah so is he playing tonight he's going to play with us tonight yeah he's going to sit down on a tune tonight oh wow that's so you must like have made this kid's day his, you know to, to, to give somebody that opportunity he plays it pretty close to the vest we get a lot back from it too you know I mean it's, you know, it's, it's really fun for us too so it's you know it's certainly not a sacrifice and it's really fun to work with those kids today 
Now talk about some of the songs in the album. I noticed there's like a thing you have with numbers. Did you ever think about this? <laughs> yes. No, it, it just was kind of random. I mean, we didn't plan it that way. It's the way it came out. 36 cents and 493 miles. And there's a song about Paris, a hotel room in Paris. That is not on this record, but we do it a lot live. Um, yeah. We're, it's in the set now. It's not, a, it's not a love letter to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, really. No, no. It's really about... It's actually more about the nature of celebrity, to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah, it's really kind of about, you know, just feeling... Like, you just... There's a lot of things that you want to go out and see, but you just kind of feel like you just want to stay in your room, you know? Um, like, I always like to say, it's 99.9% .9 good, you know, being a famous person, but every once in a while, you just kind of wish that you could just... You know, walk outside and and you know, as I say in the song, walk down the Champs Elysees. Champs Elysees. So when you're in Paris, you kind of feel like the Beatles a little bit. Like, huh. I'll, I'll never feel like the Beatles. <laughs> no. Do you feel that um, since the band's been together, that that level of fame has been consistent, or how would you say? Do people still, you know, think of Kevin Bacon and the Bacon Brothers, or do they think of the Bacon Brothers? Well, it's always, it's, it's both. Um, I think we have a pretty hardcore group of fans that really appreciate the band for its music, but they appreciate Kevin's work and my work, too. And it's not like it has to be mutually exclusive. Um, but I would say, you know, a certain percentage, maybe 50%, come in and we really have to kind of win them over, which I think is good. And I think, I think we do pretty well with that, but we do consider that part of our responsibility. For whatever reason, if someone pays a lot of money to come hear us, we have to put on the best show we can possibly can. What's been like a weird gig? Oh man, we've played so many weird places. I mean, we we do everything from like you know a great club like this to like you know bacon festivals. Real bacon festivals. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. We have a pork festival coming up in um, Indiana, I think, or someplace like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, but I'd say, wow, what's the weirdest gig? Oh man. Playing a bacon festival. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is is that you look at it on paper and you can't really second guess what a if a show is going to be good or not. Sometimes it surprises you. And sometimes you'll get something like you go, wow, we're going to be on the Sunset Strip at the Roxy. This is going to be amazing. And then it sucks, you know. So it's like you, don't, you, can't, really, you can't really second guess it. One of my favorite things to do when I read a CD that you can read a CD from time to time mm -hmm. are the liner notes and the thanks and I love that you wrote we're thanking our respective wives mm -hmm. you know they're on there because you always forget to thank to thank the wives mm -hmm. in many ways right? Mm -hmm. Well I mean you forget to thank the wives and maybe you don't have a wife for very long <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Do you feel like your wives have seen you in a different light when you play music? Well, um, in my case, my wife and I work together. I mean, we we show up in the office every day, and we're together pretty much 24 hours a day. So, the really important about thing about the wives, and I think Kevin would agree, is they are like Betsy. My wife doesn't know anything about music. She's not a musician. But when I need someone's opinion about something I'm working on, something that's hard that I'm you know, for a client or song or whatever, she is the one I go to. I would I wouldn't go to anybody else but her. And I, I think. You probably would agree with that, that they're really good critics, they're really people that are going to be totally honest with you and not blow smoke. 
I also want to talk to you about playing Daryl's house, and he's on one of these records, one of the songs. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was that experience like? It was amazing. Um, you know, Daryl just has this great, cool thing, this cool idea, man, you know, come to his house, and he's got this amazing band there, and and pick, trick, pick, you know, one of his tunes and a few of your tunes and some covers, and, and, and then we'll just play them, and you just kind of pick them. And you show up, and the band is, like, rock solid already. He used to live in that house yeah. at one time. Yeah. It's really his house. Oh, he was living there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you cook. We, we made chili. Yeah. and chili It was chili cook-off. It was, chili cook-off. Oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And, and, and it's also really interesting for us because we have our way of playing things, and we have our guys, and our guys are used to playing things certain ways. So when you throw your tunes in with a bunch of other musicians, it's just going to be different in a sort of different way. Not to mention... You're going to get to hear Daryl Hall's take on a line that you wrote as a songwriter. And that's a pretty great thing because he is a great improviser. He does amazing runs. And he's got a really like super unique rock voice, rock and soul voice. So to I hear Blue Eyed Soul, and he's also from Philadelphia. Right. He is, yeah. So you guys probably got on really well. It was really fun. Yeah. They're banging the doors, waiting to get in. Okay. <laughs> so what do you guys hope that the show comes uh, together tonight? What are you looking forward to most? Well, we've, we've, we've rejiggered a lot of stuff. The show's actually changed a lot. There's one more, there's saxophone in them, which we've never had. Oh, before, yeah. Which is really fresh for us. Um, and we also are breaking down in the middle in kind of an unplugged thing for about four or five songs, which we hadn't. So in a way... We've always been a band that's been this and that and this and that, you know, big and small and big. It's more almost bigger now and smaller now. So I think that's been really fun rolling that new kind of show out. Okay, Kevin and Michael, thank you so much thanks. for Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. You'll be seeing yourself shortly. Oh, no. You can check my pockets when I die. Find 36 cents and a couple of Fender medium flat I crumpled up a piece of paper with the lyrics to this song. Just that 36 cents and a couple of Fender medium flat picks. It's all it's gonna be when I'm gone. Always new. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you.